All right, we are back with the Creator Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or creative business owner, on this podcast, we do episodes to help you to build a business world that lights you up, attract dream clients into your business, and learn to love your sales process so that you can grow your business with confidence. Creator Club is a business coaching program, and we work online with a lot of different businesses. A lot of the time, we are full. So we do our best to create content here on the podcast over on the emails at creatorclub.link. You can grab the downloads and subscribe to the emails so that you've always got tools and assets and information that you can put to work and start to grow your business. Today on the show, we've got a conversation with Amy Bow, who is a creator of Warrior School. And this is the second time I believe that Amy's been on the podcast. Uh, she was over here recently for the World Building Implementation Day that we ran as part of Credit Club and also to visit her home and family. And so we took the opportunity and jumped onto a live episode in the studio and caught up on her business, which is going through some changes and iterations and growth, which is very cool. So we start off the episode talking about a bit of backstory, how she got into becoming an online coach and training women specifically around strength training including bodyweight strength training and resistance training and then how that evolved from a one-to-one offering into a thriving group program and then where she's taking this now and the new types of energy that she's bringing into the program and what that looks like so there's a lot in here especially if you're looking to go online or create an online offering and you want to work with people you want to help people but you're not really sure exactly what that looks like or you're not seeing the traction that you want, this will have some great stuff in there, uh, including some specifics on world building and character building and how Amy's fleshing that out uh, for Warrior School and for herself. So thanks for tuning in. Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh and this is the Creator Club podcast. We had the world building implementation event yesterday, 35 odd people in the room. And someone made the comment that they thought that their business might have to change. And I had spoken to a couple of people the same day. So this had come up for a few people. I was like, you know, look around like this thing that we were doing with Creator Club, this big event. I was like, this started as a 12-week one-to-one coaching program while I owned the gym. Like no idea about marketing, no social media. Then it was a six-week one-to-one. Then it was a nine-month group then it was a six month group then it was creator club and then even when that became creator club there was like the new instagram with zero people and so i was like saying how we started talking about how you have you you do change and that that's okay maybe could you take us back to like some of your early iterations and then we'll get up to speed with what warrior school is now but what that iteration looked like for you to become let's say an online coach, right? Someone who helps people globally using the internet and how that progression looked for you. Yeah, I started as a PT in corporate and then did my master's in dietetics, then became a dietitian and was doing a little bit of training, but then went back into the gym to do coaching work. Uh, And I taught a lot of classes. So I taught a lot of Olympic weightlifting and mobility classes, as well as doing PT work. So one-on-one. And then I moved to Canada and I was in Melbourne for seven years. So I had built my my business over Mm. seven years and then 
left it. Uh, And back then I didn't even think about taking it online and bringing my clients with me across the world in an online space. So I moved to Canada and went back into the gym space, taught Olympic weightlifting, taught mobility, taught one-on-one. So I had one-on-one clients and then connected with you again. And the original vision was for me to create something that allowed me the freedom to move between Australia Mm -hmm. and Canada. Mm -hmm. That was the original goal and vision. Uh, Also, I wanted to move out of the gym. I had been there for 12 years, 10 years in the gym space, in a group coaching setting and training people one-on-one. And I wanted to create something different, something bigger, uh, something that allowed me that freedom. So then we started to look at moving it online. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it's been like three, four years of us working, yeah, to to build that. But then... when I moved it online, I was still doing a couple of small group mm. classes with women out of my space. And then uh, I had four women that I was working with online, one to one, one, to one not online, not connected. Uh, and I moved out of that was the same time I moved out of a, a gym space. So I stopped teaching mobility. I stopped teaching Olympic weightlifting. I stopped seeing any clients out of a gym and was teaching women's bodyweight strength classes out of my own space, but then was starting to build um, an online program or presence. It wasn't warrior school uh, at all. And then two years ago was when warrior school was birthed into the world. When you went online and you stopped taking clients face-to-face, you were still going to do workshops and stuff at gyms. There's a still heavy offline thing. It's just that when you were servicing or working with people, it was like, this is how we work. It's online. Yeah. So I, three years ago, when I came to Australia, I did two workshops uh, and those were on training the female athletes. So mm. training with your menstrual cycle. So I was still running uh, physical workshops mm. in spaces, yeah. Uh, but I wasn't yeah, teaching anymore uh, in the gym and it was starting to, uh, I was starting to bring them all into the online space. But I didn't have any system set up, like nothing was set up. It was just that I was then doing, actually what started it, one of the women that I coached in Australia, she did my Olympic weightlifting. She reached out to me and said, hey, do you do online programming? Can you coach me? Uh, And I hadn't coached her for like, you know, six or seven years. And I thought, okay, well, that's, yeah, it's not what I do, but why not? And this was the same, around the same time that we were- This was like 2017, something like that. Yeah. We were starting to think about, okay, you know, this taking it online. And so then I wrote an online program for her and it was just through like WhatsApp and I wrote it like- just in a PDF and I started, I filmed a bunch of exercises for her. And so then I started to create this library of exercises. And then after that, a couple of other women reached out to me and it just started from there of me just writing training programs Mm. online and giving them feedback and coaching them. Yeah. In an online space. But 
uh, I wasn't thinking about a group coaching program or I, I didn't you even weren't have really using social media either. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because that's the other yeah. thing people don't realize, I think, with you, because you're quite good at social media. A lot of people come and they're like, they'll, I'll talk to them and like, I'm like, well, what inspires you? I'm like, what? they say, well, you know, I see people like Amy in their social media. And I'm like, I remember the time when, when I first met you, it was like myself, you know, it was like every couple of months, some random post yeah. <laughs> of yeah. something you're working on that was mind bogglingly difficult. And then, um, and then nothing for a long time. At some point you realize, okay, I've got to speak to this more and do that marketing side of it. Or was it just sort of organic? Well, that's when we did our one-on-one -on -one work together. So I think we did yeah. that in 2017 or 2018. It must have been, well, I left the gym 2018 and got up here. So it must have been, it must have been around 2019 beginning. Okay. It was just before APA. We dived into the vision and who's it for, what's it for, what is it going to look like? And that's yeah. when we st started to create it. Uh, and I, I think I had half a dozen women, yeah. yeah, half a dozen women working, I was working with, uh, and yeah. And then from then, I think the work that we did in APA, I started to, to build it. Yeah. Um, you did the workshops that year. Yeah. I did the workshops here. Yeah. I think Australia. that was pivotal too, because I think what happened was among other things it would have happened anyway, but it's imagery, right? Like I always believe that imagery tells the story and all of a sudden when there's like an image of you and there's like 20 women and in different gyms and it's not just once, but it's like multiple times, it starts to go, okay, cool. And then I remember at the same time you were sharing a lot about the cycle and very specific things. And there was a, there was an influx and it was like, okay, positioning is like started to get really clear. But it didn't come straight away, right? Like it was a lot of, it was a lot of toing and froing and trying to, like it takes time. It took some time, right? Yeah, you were just talking about the social media. So uh, it was around that time when that's when I started to use it. Mm. I was very infrequent with it. Uh, I had a lot of friction come up for me in using it, but I just started to post every day, <laughs> and I wasn't clear on my message in the beginning. But then I think doing those two workshops really helped. Uh, and that was around the time where the the cycle stuff and the female physiology, it was just starting to come into, I guess, into the space. That, that would have been like six years ago. And now <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. But talking, I think talking about that, that very specific thing, the menstrual cycle and physiology, was really helpful for me at the start, uh, especially when I was trying to find like who 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 do I want to work with? Mm. Uh, what like what is it for? What are we going to focus on? But what I really did is I went back into my story, and there's like three key pieces from my story. One is the training piece uh, that you know I worked with a coach that taught me how to train properly and how to build a strong foundation. So that was always going to be a part of it. And then the relationship with food from my sister and then me being a dietitian was always going to be a part of it. And then the last piece was when I was competing in Olympic weightlifting, learning about 
the menstrual cycle and female physiology. So at the start, when I was thinking about creating the online business, those three things were were a big part of my story. So I knew that they were going to be in my work. Uh, and that's that was my starting point. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, it's going to have training, it's going to have nutrition, and we're going to talk about female physiology. I want to coach them online and they're going to train online. And that's where we started and that's where my social media started. I would just talk all about my training, about the menstrual cycle uh, and about food. And from from there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could talk briefly on how you networked with people. I think something that is really easy to overestimate is your level of credibility and influence. Like it's really easy to think that you don't need to connect with people because you already know the stuff, right? Because you're already an expert. But what I remember you doing very aggressively and from a really cool place was like connecting with people in, in the industry, but in a slightly different corner and then building like almost a spider web. And I know that you're good friends with a lot of them now. Could you talk a little bit about what that looked like for you, how you went about that like the first couple of times maybe? Because if someone's listening and they're sort of starting out, that's such a massive thing, right? If you're not on the map, uh, you got to get on the map, right? And so connecting with people, getting in the room, so to speak, on podcasts, whatever, really cool way to do it. How did you like go, okay, I, hey, I'd like, I want to connect with you. And what did that look like? Yeah, that's such a, a great question. I think I had created warrior school I believe I had created it and I think I had grown to about maybe 10 to 15 women Uh, and then I was looking at like the work I was doing and a lot of it was nutrition based energy base Mm -hmm. that these women had undernourished themselves for so long that they just didn't have the energy and they had a lot of stress and their nervous system and their metabolism And I remember having a conversation with you saying like, that's not the work that I want to do. Like, I don't want to do a lot of the metabolic nutrition work. I don't want to heal. And so I had been following uh, Josh and Jeannie, two leaders in the metabolic space. And shout out to Josh. He basically saved my life, I would say, 20, I don't know. 16 <laughs> yeah. he was he yeah. was really small account at the time and i got under him and he, he fixed my food up and it like changed everything yeah john went from eating just eggs and greens <laughs> to- yeah i thought you could survive i came into the gym one i said once i said you can live off of broth and like kale or something and then about three weeks later i blew up yeah yeah, we were training like a lot and John was training so hard. And I remember we would, you would just fry eggs on the barbecue with broccolini and yeah. like that's all you would eat. And we had been training for like two hours. And uh, anyway, Josh and Jeannie, their work, um, they're the real food gangsters uh, on, on their social media, but East West healing. And so I started to, I'd been following them and really connecting with their work. And I just started to build relationship through social media. I would share a lot of their work and, and then I invited them on the podcast. So I started my podcast. I think it's like two and a half years old. So they came on quite early on, I think around episode like 40 was when I 
decided, okay, I'm going to get guests on, leaders in the spaces uh, that I don't want to do all the work in. So nutrition was one of them. So they came on and I just built a really strong relationship with them. Uh, They've actually uh, filmed a bunch of content for Warrior School. So on the platform they have um, under the nutrition module, they're there. And so we filmed filmed a bunch of videos and resources, uh, which which is super cool. So that was one example. And then through the podcast, I've just built really cool relationships with other women that are really powerful leaders in the same space. So the training space, the female physiology, metabolic nutrition space. Uh, and those relationships, yeah, were built purely on online. Mm. And, you know, now we have like a private you know, our page or like message group where we just support each other and talk about business and what we're doing. And I'm, yeah, I'm flying down to Sydney to connect with Kitty, Leela and Libby mm. in two weeks time. Uh, but they do very similar work to me. But when I have always thought about building relationships, it's, you know, I, I've never thought about it as them as competitors mm. or like, you know, where we work with very similar women, but all of our businesses are very different and our offer is very different. But connecting with them who were like leaders, Jessica Ash is another one. She has a really big following in that space and she's been on the podcast a couple of times. That, yeah, I think Kitty and Kitty's world really helped, I guess, build up my my presence on mm social media but that was never my intention that's correct and yeah Yeah. i wanted to make that distinction like i think what's happened now and i knew that i knew this was coming where everyone realized how great podcasts are but i think what's happened now is there's a lot of uh direct asks going on like hey i've got a podcast i'd love to feature you and the guest is like yeah cool because it makes sense to give 30 minutes and you never know where it's going to go but often the relationship doesn't really bloom and you don't see it getting shared a lot from the person. And what I picked up on that you said earlier is like with Josh, you had shared his posts a lot before, which sounds like it's small, but he would have noticed that. And, you know, five, six years ago, he had like a thousand followers. So you you were part of his, that sharing was part of his awareness, right? One of probably many people who were sharing his work. So there was a bigger arc going on before it wasn't just like, Hey, can you be on my podcast? Boom. Another thousand followers or something. It was a lot more relationship built. And then the podcast was a part of that. Yeah. And I think it's the, the parallel of the visions. Yeah. So like Josh and Jeannie have a vision to help people and they lead in a certain space. And I had a vision as well to help women, but you know, I lead most powerfully from the training space. And mm-hmm. so it was, you know, and I believe in their work. So leaning into their vision uh, and then sharing their vision was really helpful for, for my women and, mm. and my audience. Uh, and like, and that's the same with, you know, Kitty's work as well. You know, Kitty even did some work with me because uh, she could see, you know, my power within the training space. Uh, and yes, she has a really big uh, following and presence, but we actually had... Uh, a relationship well before 
you know, we did a podcast together like months and months and months. Uh, and before I was invited on her podcast and before she came on my podcast. Uh, yeah. And I think that's really important. What you said is the building of the relationship, the nurturing of the relationship. And I think that is, it's so much more powerful when like the, the visions, like you're running parallel to someone's vision mm-hmm. uh, and you have very similar values and you just connect with them as a, as a person. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and so that, you know, that's, yeah, it did help my business. A lot of women that have come into warrior school, you know, I'll ask, you know, how did you hear about me or warrior school? And they'll say, you're on Kitty's podcast or, you know, through Josh and Jeannie, they said that you're really good at training. And so, yes, over the long term, that relationship might bring you someone. But, uh, I, yeah, I never did it for, yeah. for that. And you're still, even if they hear you on the podcast, they're still then coming into your world and probably sitting back for another six months, right? Like it's, it's all of the things kind of blended together. Yeah. So... Really cool. So I would like to know more about the distinction between having this warrior school and the world and kind of, I want to talk about where you are thinking of taking that and what, what's working well and what's powerful going forward. But for a moment, just pausing and looking at the distinction between that sort of program that's got a group element, it's got a name, it's got sort of guest speakers that come in versus I'm an online coach. There's a lot of people who, especially in the last two years, want to be an online coach because it makes sense, location, you know, independence, that kind of stuff. But could you talk a little bit about how you think about your business and how you see your business and if that's changed relative to when you were an online coach or when you would write the programs for people and what that distinction means for you yeah I think I always knew that I didn't just want it to be about the training that is the the key part of it and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women come to me for the training but I didn't just want it to be about the training so I didn't just want to offer training in the in the program Uh, to me the other pieces were such a powerful piece in my story. So I knew that they were going to play a role. Uh, So right from the start when we were were talking about it and I was creating it, I knew it was going to be more than that. Now, there has been times over the years where, you know, I I felt friction about, you know, do I want to do the nutrition or not? Do I, do I, I don't talk that much about the menstrual cycle anymore. Uh, it's, it's become a very big trend. And so I veered very much away from that. And a lot of the work is focused on the training. But I think one of the biggest things, it's two years old now. And I think one of the biggest things the women have taught me is that it's about relationship. So the relationship that we have to training or the relationship that we have to food or the relationship that we have to our body. And That feels like right for me uh, and I'm really fascinated by that. I've been fascinated by relationships for a long time and especially with those three things Mm -hmm. like food, like our body and training. So yes, uh, we do a lot of training work, but 
all of my women, uh, we do one-on-one coaching work as well. A lot of coaching around it. A lot of coaching. And it was so funny. I was thinking the other day just about their journey. And at the start, it's a lot of mindset work. So it's very heavy in the one-on-one coaching sessions. It's We talk a lot about just like the friction and the mindset and, you know, just how hard it is to to build a foundation, to start a training practice. You know, I slow them way down and everything that we do is it's quite it's hard because, you know, they they're not used to that. They have been pushing for so long. And so we slow way down and we're I'm really trying to get them to connect in to their body Mm -hmm. uh, and into the training like this and to build a proper foundation so it's a lot of mindset stuff at the start and then I would say when they get to around six to nine months they start to really gain momentum Uh, and it's it's actually really cool to see so it then shifts you know those one-on-one calls shift into more like coaching around the training or actual training work or even like performance conversations um, or body composition conversations. So that first, yeah, I guess zero to six months, you know, I think they have led people for so long. They don't know how to lead themselves. And so having someone, you know, coming into warrior school and having someone to lead them at the start is is really helpful and, and powerful and you know that one-on-one work I believe is so important for their success uh, that one-on-one coaching call their training program their feedback that they get from me is why they're so successful it's why they stay in the game yeah. um, and then I have the group side to it, but Ruby, just before we jumped on, was asking me about, oh, do you think you'll do a live event? And for a lot of my women, they're mums and they run a family or they're actually, you know, they run a business or they have, um, you know, quite a demanding job. And the, the group stuff, they just can't actually connect in with it a lot of the time. Not that they don't want to, they connect in with the content and when they can, they, they do love connecting with each other. But the individual stuff is the most powerful. It's where they really get the best results. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that brings, brings us to what I've trying to be working on this year is what does it look like? Because I'm almost at my, I can grow a little bit more, but I, I'm going to get to my capacity and I can't grow anymore because I, I can't take any more, you know, you yeah. can't lead or yeah. nurture any more women. And so, uh, yeah, that's where we are yeah. right now. I just want to touch on that thing around the belief because we see that a lot in business, obviously. And, you know, it makes total sense. We've had whatever repeating thought structures and beliefs for, let's say, 30 years, 40 years, whatever it is. And they've given us the body and the life and the business that we have now. If there is no business and we're 35 or something, it makes sense that it's going to take a while for that that operating system to convert to understanding a business or running a business. Or if we've never trained or we've trained in a totally different way it makes sense that there's going to be a lot of work around understanding what that feels like and how to, how to see your training and how to think about your training at the beginning. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think I, I changed the time commitment 
it was originally three months, but I changed it about, it's probably 18 months now to nine months. And I did that because what I saw and what I have known and experienced myself is that it takes about nine to 12 months to create safety and stability in the body to actually create a consistent training practice just to show up Mm. for, for your practice three times a week. And that's what I say to them. The main focus is us for us to create a consistent practice for you. Like if you can do that for a year consistently, okay, then we can like, then let's go. I was on a call the other day with one of my warriors and she's been in warrior school for 12 months and yeah, she's seen, you know, results in energy and, you know, she's had a consistent training practice for 12 months, but now we're like, okay, let's go. Let's have fun. We've had to spend that 12 months of building that foundation and it's not fun and it's really hard. And I say that right from the start. It's like, it's going to be really hard. You're going to, there's a lot of friction. And I think I was saying to you uh, yesterday that it's around that nine month mark where either they just like, they don't stay in the game or they're like, okay, they'll, they'll stay in the game. But yeah. next year, I'm actually going to put it to 12 months. Yeah. I'm going to say, the time investment is 12 months because I know it is because I, you know, I've, I've got two years of evidence now from the women that I've worked with, but not just that, you know, I've been training, uh, being a coach for like 14 years and myself, it took me just at least 12 months to be, to get from being flat on my back on the floor in pain to like lifting a barbell that, you know, so, uh, yeah, that was just one piece that I, I wanted to add, you know, you can start off with, And that's just a small thing, like how long the program's going to be. But just to pay attention of like, what does the journey actually look like? How long does it actually take? How can you most powerfully serve them? Because for me to say three months, like I can't powerfully serve my woman in three months. Like three months is no time. And I don't believe that. I believe it's give me 12 months. And then you'll have this consistent training practice. And I, I can almost guarantee that you'll be able to carry that through to the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. And the hardest thing is when we think we get something in, let's say, six months. I've got it. <laughs> I'm good. And, you know, you've got this this tipping point and so tempting to to roll, like to just to go, all right, I'm off. But it's those underlying uh, habitual beliefs and actions that takes a lot longer and uh i i'm the same like if i sign up for something i'm like i would just instantly factor in a year and i go okay it's whatever the price is twenty thousand ten thousand five whatever it is okay what's the what's the 10 year like payoff of that and it's like in my training like i think in 40 year cycles so i'm coming into the first cycle (laughs) (laughs) so then my next cycle is 40 to 80 my last cycle is 80 to 120. yeah so that's gonna be the most fun one (laughs) but the 40 to 80 i'm like okay so i'll pay somebody thousands on learning the training methods because i'm going okay well i got my next 40 years coming up and that's a really small investment yeah but it's 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 a tough one the culture doesn't 
culture is the opposite way. Yes. Know? And even like with business, what I've been talking with my women about, uh, about quite a lot. And, you know, they're around that nine, 12 month mark. Uh, some, you know, have been with me for years, but there's a big chunk of them that all joined at a very similar time. And so they're like 12 to 14, 15 months in. And the reason why they're still in and they're still in the game is that I have taught them how to like dynamically adjust and modify. So whatever's going on in your on in their life, I can keep them in the game. And that's like they've never been taught that before. It's like they have an injury or something's going on in their life. They think, well, I can't train. I can't. And the same is with business as well. We have a life and a family and you know, working with a coach and, and working with yourself and Ruby, it's about like staying in the game. Mm. You've just got to always, what do you have to do to stay in the game or who do you need to work with to stay in the game? And so with the women, that's like one of my main missions is like, I just want to, I got to keep you in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why, you know, we do a lot of stuff around modifying around their injuries or their pain or, you know, their energy or whatever's going on. Um, and that's what I hear from them a lot. Like that's the feedback of like, thank you. Thank you for modifying. Uh, thank you for teaching me like that I can still train or so. Yeah, and it's the same I feel with with business. There's mm. these moments where, you know, we, we just like we feel the same friction or we, or we want to give we want to give up or something happens in life. But we need to learn how to like dynamically adjust um, so we can just keep keep moving forward. Yeah, I call that I call that capacity. Mm. I was talking to somebody last night. I believe when someone walks in a room, you can feel different. You know, it might just be a matter of their posture, how they're breathing. The whole thing gives a different feeling of confidence. In the yogic world, it's like the aura, different energies, right? You can feel an energy when somebody walks in, and I believe that that capacity to hold and, and, and adjust and tweak the training or adjust the business, but to stay the course is the most important thing that we need now. And it's also the least developed. And it's not just physical strength. It's not just mental resilience, but it's like all of those things combined. But I was saying to somebody last, right, last night, I was like, notice when those people walk in the room, you see it physically. And they're like, do you, I'm like, do you get that? They're like, yeah, I notice it straight away. I'm like, okay, now go look at them online and look at the consistency. They're like, yep. I'm like, do you see all that? It's like, they haven't missed a beat for like years. And when you start to connect all those across, it sounds like you're, you're teaching that ability, right? That ability to sort of keep going and, and use training as part of something that you have all the time, not just a quick, for lack of a bit of a term, quick fix, because it, it really doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's and it's the same, you know, we spoke about social media before, building capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a podcast, building capacity. Uh, and we'll continue to do that for like right now with my business. It's It feels uncomfortable and there's a lot of friction and there's growing pains and because, you know, I stretch to a certain point, but now I've got to actually work on the capacity to go to, to the next level. And so that's going to be super uncomfortable. So I think sometimes we have this belief that 
like it's it's just it's going to get easier but and it can you can I could just stay here at this certain point but that to me like that's not in line with my vision and not what I really want to do but like I've stretched to a certain capacity I could just stay here but in order to like grow even more I need more capacity and so it's just that trying to figure out how what does that look like Mm. and that's not an easy thing to do it's the same with your training it's like you get to a certain point and for a lot of my women it's like okay we just get to that 12 month mark and we've just built the foundation we've just trained consistently we're just really getting started Mm. and it's like okay you want all of these things like you want to be super super strong you want to look this certain way all right you're going to need a whole different type of capacity to get there because that's it's hard it's really hard and it's the same with business it's like okay um you know i would say at least the first two years it's like okay you like build this certain baseline capacity and then you get to this two-year mark and you're like damn it (laughs) because i know that i'm gonna have to build like double the amount of capacity to like go for another like you know two-year build yeah yeah (laughs) although i think once you have that foundation you know let's say let's say revenue and the pressure aren't necessarily the two things so you you have a capacity for a certain amount of pressure but now with a tweak of the model revenue might jump right like so you might not actually be adding more pressure but now you can hold a higher revenue. But I totally agree. I think that the capacity to hold that pressure just to run the business, literally even just the one thing of being uh, prolific enough to, to be noticed and be trusted over a long enough period of time, like that's a, that's a massive skill. And that can take time. Like I, you know, you said two years. I, I was thinking <laughs> back, it was like, you know, it took, it took multiple businesses. Yeah. And, it was like learning over a long time and a lot of stuff going wrong. I'm interested, what's the, let's talk about the women that you work with because I know that you are very good at training in terms of complexity and, and these types of things. And at the same time, I know that you don't talk a lot about that. Like you demonstrate your skill once in a while, but you're not giving a muscle up tutorial nothing wrong with that but you're not you're not speaking to the the amount of complexity like I know you've got that skill but you're speaking to something else and I'm interested in what your women really get out of training why they really train what it brings to their life what having that practice or the physical side or the mental side whatever it is why they really what are they really getting out of that 24 months whatever it is when they work with you yeah I think what um what initially attracts them and what I've learned over the years is this um combination of strength and power and grace and um femininity I would say you know so when they see me train or move or just see me in life there's that's what they see Uh, And so through just what they've shared, uh, that would be the first thing I think is in the way that I train and the way that I look, they see that combination of she's strong, but yet look at the ease at which she does things, the freedom, um, the beauty in that. And so that's the initial thing I think they're attracted to in the training. Like I want that because I've never had that. You know, I've never 
one, most of these women have never had a sustainable and consistent practice. So they might also see that, hey, actually, look, she just is training all of the time. Actually, she trains a lot. Like, how does she do that? How does she just consistently train and get better or get stronger? So I think that's the other thing they're also attracted to. Like, how do I train consistently and sustainably in a way that feels really good? Because a lot of these women, they've never had that relationship with training. And I think that's probably another thing they probably see that comes through is that, like, I love to train. Like, I, I love it. Mm. And they've never really had that. Or maybe they've had it for moments or it's been maybe like a false love. Yeah, a love, like a relationship that's not an actual, uh, <laughs> uh, like more of a toxic relationship, not this long-term committed, powerful relationship. So when they come in, uh, you know, a, a lot of the work that they want to do is that they want to feel better in their body. And that doesn't just mean changing their body composition. Sure, like a lot of them do, but it's they want to feel better in like how they move. They want that freedom. They don't want to be in pain uh, and they want the strength piece as well. So a lot of the work that we do and that I do is then that we just start from scratch. So no matter, most of the women that I work with have trained previously. They, I, I very rarely work with a woman who's never trained before. Most of the time she's trained maybe too much. Uh, so we just build her. Build too intense. Too intense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And look, I was even talking to someone yesterday at the event and I don't even really love to say that because it's just that we, they don't know how to manage that. They don't know how to like eat powerfully and manage their stress for mm -hmm. that. Because, you know, I know a lot of people that can train really hard mm -hmm. and they can, they can manage that or they can tolerate it. Again, it comes back to that capacity thing. You know, they've been doing it like Time. I've been doing it for 14 yeah. years. So, and this is the friction that gets created with a lot of women. They see that and yet, you know, and I'm very clear with them. It's like, this is 14 years of work. <laughs> what you're seeing is 14, yeah, years. And so um, we, that's why I'm really big on body weight strength training and mobility and flexibility. And this is why a lot of friction gets created at the start because they feel like they're not doing anything because they're not moving fast. They're not sweating. <laughs> uh, it's very slow. It's very controlled, but yet they're so surprised at how hard it is. I was taught... Um, to train with so much quality <laughs> so that's a really big part of it is like I'm very you know I'm notoriously known for taking the long way home and for demanding such high quality and then they don't like it at the start but then they become very attracted to it that it has to feel good and it has to be be quality uh, and from there we then I guess that changes their relationship to training because they can consistently show up. I'm there helping lead them in modifying the training practice when they need to. Uh, and they learn that, hey, actually they can. They can train consistently. It can feel good. It can be fun. Mm. And they can get results. And so then from there, we, we dive into like the barbell world and the strength world. And then it becomes heavier or more complex. But they really have to earn the right to do that. And like I said before, it's probably a good nine months mm. um, until we get to that to that point. Yeah, I get it. So I want to talk about the the dark side mm. that you're bringing into your work. 
what I'm seeing in some of your work for quite a while is you'll, you'll bring in like this alongside the topic of relationships, but you know, a slightly different energy. And you touched on this concept of femininity before, and I'd love to talk about like, what's the, the thing that either you've noticed or that people are responding to that's meaning that you bring more of it to the surface and maybe just speak to that a little bit where that came from what your what the conversations are like with people where that's going and how that fits into training yeah it's interesting that you talk about like my training and I don't do a lot of tutorial work or tips and I'm, I'm not even sure that I've ever consciously really thought about that and like why I, I don't do that but I'm not drawn to that like that's not what fascinates me and that's not what draws me to someone uh, I'm drawn by really just the visual like the visual of them doing something uh, and not not through the tutorial uh, space. So yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure why I, I, I don't do that. Um, I guess it's like a part of me that I like the, I like the, like the seductiveness or the, like the, like, I like that people don't really know the process and the method. And I think that's really cool, which I teach. I totally teach in warrior school. Uh, probably the big shift has come from just the hundreds of conversations I've had over the last, well, not just two years, but um, with the women that I've worked with the last two years, uh, just about their life really and about their world. You know, I have a privilege of talking to these women, not just, you know, on our one-on-one coaching calls, but uh, often a lot and a lot of them they they want to feel great in their body it's like I was saying to someone yesterday what I'm imagining I actually just recorded a a video with Cody and we were talking about recording it what the visual that came into my mind was walking to a bar and there's this like flicker between this woman that is in training gear that looks strong and powerful and it flicks to this woman that's like in like this dress or in this lingerie that like that's the other side of her you know if we split me down the middle there's like these two sides and they'll you know I think they're trying to get to the other side this sensual side this dark side through the training um and I haven't touched that side. And it, even within myself for so long, it's, you know, yes, it's there, but it's only over the last few years that I've really tapped into that side. Like you put me in a gym and you put me in gym clothes and I feel so confident in that. But then you put me, you know, in a dress or something else that it feels very foreign to me. And I started to get super curious when I was making that shift in my own personal life and wearing things. And I thought, this is how women must feel all the time in their body just like not confident and really foreign and I thought well, that's that's such a terrible feeling to go through life to to feel like that uh, and so that's when I started to get super curious about okay how can we blend the two if that's what they're really after and I really believe that training gives us confidence mm-hmm. the confidence because we consistently show up we build strength we we get stronger we feel more capable we do see changes in our body composition even if that's not our number one goal 
But that confidence then opens up possibility and it powerfully impacts all of the other relationships in their life, particularly their relationship with themselves and their body and then their intimate relationship with their partner. Mm. And so I've just started to pay closer attention to conversations, things they're saying. Um, like the the other week I was talking to a, a warrior and like I even took notes and I don't normally do that. I normally just like, you know, just sit and listen. But I was like, you know, actually really listen and take notes. And just the things that she said in that was around like feeling attractive and feeling great in a piece of clothing and seeing herself in a picture and just being really proud and loving how she looks. And then she talked about her intimate relationship with her husband and how, you know, she actually wants to start something with him or, you know, she's open to that intimate connection because she feels better in herself. And so there's something in that. And I think that that's really powerful. Mm. Uh, And for me, because I've had a practice for so long and I've been in a body uh, that I feel really comfortable and confident in for so long, I've been connected to that side, that intimate side or that sexual side or that sensual side for a really long time. And I guess I didn't think that much about it because I had never felt the friction there. But after years and years and hundreds of conversations, these women are really desiring that. They're desiring that, I guess, just, I guess that passion and that intimacy and that connection. And to, so this is where I'm at right now. It's like, how can I explore that? And for me, I think it started a little bit with the visual imagery of that photo shoot I got done last year. I was in stuff that is very different. Everyone always just sees me in training gear, but that photo shoot was specifically for that reason, for me to get a feel of like, how does that feel like that character to try that on, to wear that different stuff? And the response was amazing. It was very powerful for the women. And so I thought, and that's when it started to, I guess, come to fruition. So this next January, it will be a year since my last one, I'm going to do another one. And then that's just going to go to such a deeper level Mm -hmm. and really go like into that dark space. Um, But I was telling you yesterday that that unlocks an idea for me for warrior school is that if, if women, if they want that, you know, I believe training is a way to that. And so we can train but then I think it's really cool for me to bring that into warrior school. Um, and so I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet. But mm. like you said, through visuals, show, don't tell, my messaging has changed a little bit uh, because now I'm clearer. And I just well, I didn't see that before. I didn't see her, I guess, her true why, like what was really underneath that, like what's underneath I want to lose weight or I want to feel better in my body. Like what, like what does she really want? And I think she just wants to get turned on by her life. And (laughs) so, um, and I just think training is such a cool way to do that. Yeah. So you still, it's, it's the, the vehicle effectively is the same or the structure is still training the same. There's the, the, the depth and the training but it's also giving permission and recognizing and having the empathy to go, hey, look, like I know where you might really want to go with this. How does that feel for you? And so you're just bringing this uh, different emotion, different uh, opportunities, different options, whatever it is to the table. And then that's seemingly to that's resonating with people, mm. basically. 
Yeah, there's two things that come up. One, I remember you saying over and over again, what are they saying? Like, listen to them. Like, what are they saying? And for a long time, I had a really hard time, like, listening to them. And I, we've talked about it before. It's like, you're ahead on the journey. Yeah. Or, and so you sometimes have a hard time of actually listening to exactly what do they want. Uh, so that's one thing I'm doing a lot better is like, what are they actually saying? Like, what do they actually want? Uh, and I think that, yeah, that is really, that has really helped in, yeah. Um, and then I was going to say a second one, but I can't remember the second one. It, it will come to me. Well, that's kind of all I really had in my my mind. I just wanted to go through the journey. The big thing that I see is iterations, you know, learning, changing. I think that people quite often sometimes I'll hear from someone like starting up a business or building an online business or a gym or physio practice, or whatever. It's like three, six months in, there's a result. And then it's like, okay, got it. I'm going to take this thinking that got me to this result and that's me done. Like I can just continue that and it will just continue to go. And we see this quite often, actually, like it might be an online program and they maybe get 10 people in or whatever it is. It's like, okay, I got it now. And then inevitably the thinking has to change as obviously environment changes, but as they're looking for a new result, what I see from you is it's always changing, right? I mean, the core is the same for 14 years plus, but the, the thinking is always changing. You know, the, you're constantly evolving or questioning or being curious on the thinking side. And ask, okay, this is responding really well. This is more in line with what I want to do. How do you do that? Yeah, great question because it made me think of what I was going to say before. I think the world building stuff has really helped because what I've connected back in with is the things that I'm really interested in. So the relationship stuff, the darker side stuff is that I'm really fascinated by that. Like I love like agent provocateur, which is the lingerie. Like I love their campaigns. I love seeing that, that creative expression and that visual and that fascinates me. So what I'm doing is I'm just really pulling in stuff that I guess I had put a container around my world and that, that container was very small and it was just like, just talk about training and nutrition and female physiology. Mm. And I think the work that we've been doing on our world, like thinking about the, the world stuff, especially in the last year, like last year we did the end of year event on the world building stuff. And so really thinking about that, like as my world and like, who is my character? What is she actually interested in? outside of yes training that's a huge part of my character but there's other things and so I'm just starting to bring them in and I think that's that's helping that stretch yeah it's like just reconnecting with things or even finding things like you know we talk about all the time like what else do you do what else is like to bring to your character and so it's just connecting in with those things and bringing them into my world and also my women have taught me a lot just really listening to them and seeing what they want in their lives it took me a long time to do that but I say I have probably done it quite well over the last year or so and then that's helped me it's like okay 
you know, when I was talking to Ruby before about the group coaching stuff, it makes me think about that. It's like, okay, is that really working? Is that really powerful part of warrior school? If like, that's not where it's most powerful for them and it's the individualized work, like what does that look like? Like if I went all in on that and then how could I grow the business doing it that way? Could I grow the business doing it that way? But if that's the thing that serves them the most. Um, and so I'm just always constantly just, listening to them and um I guess I have my vision of like what I want it to look like and I'm happy to go through many iterations and learnings to get there like I don't need to get there super fast you know me John I'm okay with taking the long way home and so it's the same with the business stuff like I'm okay just like slowly putting it together um I've I've worked hard to get to myself like we're talking about like it's hard at the start when you're starting and you've got financial pressure but you get yourself to a certain point and you can either slow down and pause and stay there or you got to keep pushing and I just want to I want to keep pushing but I'm okay with that push I don't need to know what it looks like exactly like Mm. I'm I want to explore my world and my character more. And I just want to keep listening to what my women respond to. And that, whether that's through social media or through the work that we do in Warrior School. And then that will just shape it. And I think it will change forever based on the world that I want to build, the character and what my women respond to. Mm, I really like that. I think sometimes people talk to me about maybe they've, followed you for a while and they'll say all these great things like oh like it looks so clear and I really love like the world that she's sort of built and how she shares different things and I think the cool thing about what you're doing and about that world building concept is it creates it takes a lot of energy because and this is almost hard to explain how much it takes you have to not fall into mind control like it's so it's it can't be understated like i just assume now like i'm most of my thinking i'm assuming 80 percent is being indoctrinated but i think that's a healthy attitude because then i'm like okay now how can i go and think differently and what you've done is by doing that because i've seen people come along and they'll they'll see your stuff and they'll copy bits and pieces and i've had that happen a lot it's like but it won't work mm-hmm. and it doesn't work and it can't work because it just looks silly because it's a, it's a very distinct world. And I think as you're going further and further, what you're creating is uh, it's a closed, it's, it's like Disneyland. Like you couldn't put in a, you couldn't put Batman in there. It just wouldn't work. It's like, this is a, this is a fixed thing. And you're in this kind of universe that's Amy's and it's starting to get clearer and clearer. And I think if you're listening to that, like, that takes time that can take that can take years to develop it doesn't mean you don't have a business much sooner or revenue much sooner but to get that feeling of like you know i know exactly what i'm doing and i can just pump stuff out and it all looks and sounds like me and it's got my attitude it's got my look and feel that takes a long time not because it's hard to do physically but it's a process of getting your thinking right is there anything you'd add to that Yeah, I think, you know, initially I thought it just had to be that tight container. Like I put up really like tight boundaries around like what I don't talk about and what I do talk about. And I just really question that, like why? And I, I really think that you just bringing that concept in and that idea of a world and a character really helps. I think it's a really powerful concept because 
we we don't think of ourselves like that yeah we think of ourselves I'm just a coach that does training yeah but that's a very small world (laughs) that's a very small part of it and I the women yes they're attracted to the training but they're attracted to me and the and the world Mm. really there and this is again you know why the one-on-one stuff is like because they they want you they want that or they basically want your the world they want to be a part of it and the more i create something for yes yeah Yeah. and the more i've i guess developed that uh i've just seen it's really powerful Uh, and i just let go of only just that tight container and really being okay with exploring or even not even exploring, bringing out the parts that you have hid from social media or even from yourself for so long. It's like, you know what? No, it can be a part of my character. And those parts have just spoken powerfully to my women that I work with. And that's the evidence. So then you have to roll. I'm just going to roll with that. Um, But yeah, it takes a lot of takes a lot of work to because yeah. it's easy it would be easier for me to just say just keep that container tight and just be about the training but that one it's not fun then for me and like we talk about it all the time in creator club it's got to be fun like i you got to love it you got to and i think this world and this character and bringing other sides of yourself makes you fall in love with it because it's also fun for you because mm. you get to bring that out um, yeah, yeah, into the world. Yeah. I see that. I see like I see the world through world building lens now. So yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah. in, in my marriage, right? What I re- come to realize over time is like, you know, it's only successful to the extent that I'm creating a world that Ruby wants to be a part of. And we co-create it a bit too, right? There's definitely both people coming in. But like my own world as well, if you look at me as an individual, like my character, he's got to be in shape. He's got to be strong. He's got to be on time. He's got to be able to lead. And when you start to look at it that way, it gets, it gets lots easier because you're like, mm. okay, that's just the work that you have to do to build a world that someone wants to be in, right? And um, I think of business the same. It's like, you know, if, you're, if you have this coaching program or physiotherapy clinic or whatever, and we've seen we've seen physios do this we've seen a lot of people do this if you can build out a world that speaks to the type of player that you want to the type of client customer that you want to play it just means like seeing as a game right like the type of customer you want in there then why they can't go anywhere else because no one else is doing that everyone Mm -hmm. else has an offer right like my six-week program or something which is cool but it's never going to have that stickiness that you're going to get from getting an emotional experience by being into what you do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to add? Anything coming up for warrior school or short, short term stuff? Um, we've got our end of year event, which is super cool. There'll be a few guest speakers. It's on like how to build powerful relationships. So that's um, kind of the theme or the topic we've been talking a lot about. So that's really exciting. That will be in December when I get back from Australia. Uh, and applications are open right now until the 20th yeah till the 20th for the last time in 2022 seven more days seven more days yeah uh although if you're listening to this depending when you're listening to this you may <laughs> it may be too late you yeah. may have to act now yeah yeah by the time this is out maybe too late maybe uh too but late. they'll be open in uh early next year yeah and then it's really 
just planning for next year. Uh, we didn't talk much about it, but once it grows a little bit more to a certain point, then I just really have to think about what does that look like? Mm. What do I, what do I want to do with it? Um, which is really cool and fun and hard, <laughs> but that will be a big focus next year on yeah. what that, that next iteration looks like. Yeah. Letting the demand and the growth signal the innovation and the change. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it's easy to jump early before the demands there or before the signals there no i've got some more work to do on what we've <coughs> talked about today i think i think there's something really powerful there and i think if i unlock that and um that yeah then there the demand or the attention will will be there and then i'll know like i've got i've started to create the vision for it and i think i know what it looks like but the action won't come until there's more demand there so yeah Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll have this one out next week. So I appreciate your time and thanks for sharing while you're over here and carving out a little bit of space for us. Thanks for having me, John Marsh. It was a pleasure. Anytime. <laughs>